Welcome to The Student Podcast. This is where two guys get together and we discuss and learn how to be students of Jesus Christ. So good to have you today. So the day is coming. Yeah. What's the due date? December 20th. December 20th. I don't know, a projected due date. but Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a guest date. Yeah, a guest date. So, (laughs) Yep. Anytime. I mean, she's 34 weeks now, so she's technically not preterm. She would be late preterm now. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's going to be exciting for you full guys. Full term is 37. So every week he's been in there, it's just a blessing from the Lord. Yeah. You know, okay, one week closer to a better outcome, one, cl- one week closer. And, you know, 34 weeks so far with him. I'm really grateful for that. So praise the Lord. Yeah. That's great. I think this is the, uh, she enters into the highly uncomfortable phase. Yeah. She's getting more and more ready where <laughs> she'd be like, yeah, I'd. I'm ready to have this this baby out of me. So. Yeah, I'm going to give him the eviction notice. Yeah, but also I think birth is just a completely new and unknown. So there's like that, mm-hmm. both sides of that coin. So. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I, How are you feeling about it? Excited. I don't know. I really just want to meet him. Mm-hmm. You just feel him move in there and kick her out. And like you can, it's just like so obviously a, just a little person in there <laughs> like i just want to meet you yeah, yeah at the same time like not feel grossly underprepared to be someone in charge of taking care of his life and yeah. responsible for him and like i don't know the church is so gracious with everything at the shower so that mm. made us feel a lot more prepared than we were <laughs> before that oh good um because it was like, oh, if he comes today, I don't know what we're going to do. Because, like, yeah, we just, yeah. <laughs> it was funny because I think uh, Natalie was in the 20 or so week range and women are asking her, so, like, what are you doing? Get ready. She's like, um, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, yeah, we are more prepared than we were. Let's put it that okay. way. <laughs> okay. Do you, do you feel like, uh, you know, if if you guys are driving home and she says, oh, it's the day, you'd you guys would be okay? Yeah. Are there any major things that you're like, oh, we really need this first? We don't quite have a functioning place for him to sleep. We need some bedding. Okay. And we don't quite have a functioning place to change him. So (laughs) does does that just mean you have it, but it's not set up? We have it. So like the the pack and play is set up, but we don't have any bedding for it. Okay. So like, I guess he could sleep in there if we want to, but I would rather have a little bit of barrier there yeah, yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> and we have a changing table but the mattress doesn't have anything on it so we either need a different mattress that's waterproof or we need like mm. some sort of a cover for it let so. me speak from experience get the waterproof yeah mattress. <laughs> yeah well that's the thing is like on amazon like all the covers are just cloth mm-hmm. and all the mattresses aren't waterproof like there's two or three mattresses that are waterproof for mm. sale on amazon and mm-hmm. part of it's just scratch my head like why would you create a semi-permeable membrane that you know is going to be exposed? <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, so it's, yeah. So we're keeping our eye out for something yeah. like that. <laughs> All right. Well, good. Good. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I would uh, just encourage you to get the plastic one. Yeah. <laughs> or at least with the cover. Wipe, wipe down and be done with it rather mm-hmm. than having to do laundry all the time. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, no, we did. A plastic like cushion for the changing table sure um like it, it was sorry it was a cushion and it had plastic but then we also put like a a cover over it mm-hmm. so olivia would you know if the kid peed on it she would take that off and throw it in the wash and clorox mm-hmm. wipe it down you know right um but what a weird way to start uh this podcast man yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, discipline of the mind there you go <laughs> yeah i was wondering what we were actually on because it's been a very hot second since we've been in this yeah yeah so. we've uh we've taken a long break i was thinking about that how uh when was the last time we met for this well let's see that would have been uh early october i think early really? october late september because uh there was one week where you let me skip out and you helped me fix the camper instead yeah. uh and that was that was beginning of October because okay. we were going out to, um, we were headed out to Geneva College for oh that's right for homecoming and for my niece's baptism that's right and so yeah uh, so probably late September so yeah. yeah so you've you've had almost a whole semester of school yeah <laughs> you you've read a whole bunch of books yeah well not books but figures and but yeah notes yep. and such <laughs> yep. so. 
Well, why don't we uh, go ahead and pray, and then we'll we'll jump into it. Sure. Father, thank you so much for this day. Lord, thank you for getting Simon down safely from Iowa City. Thank you for the brotherhood that you have given us. Lord, we thank you and we rejoice that we have friends. We thank you for the work of your Holy Spirit, and we pray that this would be a time that we would grow in challenging each other, in admonishing each other, and in encouraging each other. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, so uh, last time I feel like what we did largely with discipline of the mind was talk about uh, what not to do. Yeah. You know, we talked, we poo-pooed on TV, we poo-pooed on uh, social media, we poo-pooed on just about everything. Yeah. Um, but it kind of left us in a place where if all you did was that, it'd be pretty much fundamentalism. You know, do right. not handle, do not taste, do not touch. Um, And so the question I think that he starts leading us into now is, okay, so what do you think about how do you cultivate a mind, the mind of Christ? Right. Uh, and so, uh, what does he call that on? Uh, well, your pages are different. Middle yeah. of the chapter, he takes a, a turn here. Yeah, he calls it intentional programming. So the first section, he talked about the passage in Philippians, where it says, you know, whatever is lovely, whatever is true, pure, of good report, think on these things. And mm. he flipped that around to what not to think about, the opposite of that. Now he's kind of going back and saying, um, okay, well, the truth and ability, the righteousness, the purity, the loveliness, admirability, excellence, praiseworthiness. These are the things we have to think about. Mm. Um, and he kind of dives into like what that word think is as a deliberate and prolonged contemplation as if mm. one is weighing a mathematical problem. The word being the same word we get logarithm from. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, this is a word. Logizomai. Uh, so I was yeah. gonna leave the Greek pronunciation. To you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but but he's he's right with that, right? And he uh, he talks about uh, garbage in, garbage out from computer programming. Yeah. Um, I stole this illustration uh, in in my sermon on Psalm 19. Oh, okay, uh, and so that's how long it's been. Oh wow! Halfway through the year, I read this chapter. Okay, I, uh, when I wrapped up Joshua, I did a uh-huh. one one take series on. Uh, on the word, and uh, I stole this story. Do you remember the story he he talked about with General Harrison? Yeah, I do remember that. Now that's coming back. That yeah, I remember you mentioning that. Now, now that you say that, Sherman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's quite a story. Where this guy who what was it? World War Two. Mm-hmm. Um, he led the charge into Belgium, the Allied force charge, and what he read by the time he was ninety. The Old Testament 70 times and the New Testament 280 times. That's a lot of reading there. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty incredible. Yeah. I was I was thinking about uh there's uh a guy I know his name is Benjamin Voss. Uh his uh grandfather was JG Voss. Yeah, sure. Yep. And uh he took a picture one time of the back cover, like the inside back cover of his grandfather's Greek New Testament. Mm. And every single year his grandfather read through his Greek New Testament. Mm. There's thought. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, in the Greek language. Yeah, in, in wow. Greek. Yeah. So he read it every single year in Greek. Wow. Um, and so, but just thinking like, this guy's at war or Voss is busy teaching classes, doing all these things. Mm-hmm. And these very uh, important men are reading God's word. Right. All the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh and so I just thought it was, I, I thought that was a great way that he pointed out. General Harrison's story tells us two things. First, it is possible, even for the busiest of us, to systematically feed on God's word. Second, his life remains a demonstration of a mind programmed with God's word. His closest associates say that every area of his life, domestic, spiritual, and professional, and each of the great problems he faced was informed by the scriptures. Um, I thought that was a pertinent challenge. Mm. You know, like if the dude's at the battlefront mm-hmm. and he's still able to read his Bible, what reason do I have not to read? Yeah. 
You know, uh, yeah. now now let me know you're a uh, you're at a PA school and in the in the doldrums of studying. Do you find this to be difficult a difficult challenge that he's laying before you? I find it difficult uh, when I make a habit of of not reading God's word. <laughs> when I'm reading God's word, this is easy. Yeah. When I I even I was talking uh, on campus with some other Christian students, and we were talking about redeeming the time mm-hmm. because the days are evil and how we spend our time and how we can make the best use of our time and just how easy it is. Even as students, um, you know, we're studying, 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 and then we can come up with so many excuses for why we didn't read God's word that mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. You know, the 15 minutes you have before class starts, what are you doing? You know, watching Netflix or YouTube <laughs> or, you know, coming home and you're just, it is so easy. Um, and I've noticed even my own life when you miss one day in God's word, it's easier to miss two days. When you miss mm-hmm. two days in God's word, it's easier to miss three days. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it's almost as if forming the habit forms the habit, yeah. um, right? It, it kind of builds on itself. And I've noticed that like, yeah, it's busy. But if you, you fit it in, I mean, you only have 24 hours in a day. What are you going to do? You're going to spend that time doing something, yeah. right? Um, I could spend it doing studying and it's not really going to do anything for me. Um, I could spend it entertaining myself, you know, and that's not necessarily redeeming the time. Mm. If I spend it this way in a systematic way, it's easy. But how easy it is to come up with excuses and be like, well, God, I don't have time. Mm-hmm. And everyone has time. This guy had time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, it's it's... It's just true, yeah. Right? Uh, we we prioritize the things that are important to us, right? And so, uh, I'm sure General Harrison missed out on certain things mm-hmm. because he prioritized it, right? Right? Uh, and so, um, I think part of the I'm reading this book right now, Atomic Habits. It's here on the shelf. Um, not everything. I don't like everything, and it it's, takes a behavioralist bent at times. Mm. Um, uh, not at times, quite a bit. Um, but he talks about uh, for habits to become sticky, you know, they actually have to be valuable to us. Hmm. Like they mm-hmm. have to be something that we desire. And sure. so making a habit a desirable thing. And um, I've been having fun. Uh, one of the deacons at the church, when I was preaching on Psalm 19, he uh, he didn't realize how valuable honey was in the ancient world mm-hmm. and so he he bought me some honeycomb yeah <laughs> and i think I, maybe i shared some honeycomb yeah, I with I remember you that. I, i've been sharing honeycomb with everybody i'm like have you ever had honeycomb yeah <laughs> it's like i'm sure people think i'm weird but my <laughs> my mother-in-law was just here last week and i was like hey mom have you ever had honeycomb and she was like i've had honey and i was like no 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 have you had, had honey from the honeycomb she's like uh, i don't think so and i was like let me give you some. Yeah. And, but the point is, you know, Psalm 19, it's more valuable than gold. Mm-hmm. You know, sweeter than honey. Yeah. And just like, do we, des- we're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Most of us do not have enough willpower just to grind through it. Mm-hmm. But is it something that we desire? Mm-hmm. Right? Is communing with God, listening to God, mm-hmm. something that is prioritized in our soul? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think sometimes, I mean, I'll be the first one to admit it. And for anyone who's listening, reading God's word is not always easy, right? No, we don't. I mean, I don't desire to read God's word a lot of the time. And I think a lot of making a a habit that is desirable Mm -hmm. is asking God, change my desires. Mm -hmm. I don't desire your word as I ought change my desires. And at the end of the day, if you don't desire it, God still told you to do it, right? <laughs> and sometimes it is grit to start obeying God, mm. but God promises blessing in that obedience. And as we do it, it becomes that honey to the honeycomb. And even, you know, recently struggled to get into God's word on a regular basis. Like something's missing, you know, mm. because there had been a habit of getting into god's word and then all of a sudden you pull that block out it's like pulling a block out of the jenga tower it's like wait you know you know something's missing and i think that's Mm -hmm. what christ is talking about when he was tempted he's like man shall not live by bread alone but by every word of god and for the christian who's truly depending on god's word it is that it's food Mm -hmm. for the soul something you depend on um yeah yeah and, and yet at the same time uh i know a whole lot of people who um 
well-meaning, well-intentioned evangelical people. Some of these people I'm related to, uh, and some of them are in glory, so they know the Lord far better than I do now. Uh, mm-hmm. Have said things along the lines of, you know, like, um, well, I did my devotion, so I got my happy shot today. Mm. <laughs> Man, I've been reading through Ezekiel and before that Lamentations and before that Jeremiah lately. Yeah. And it's just like, sometimes it's it's not easy to read. Mm-hmm. There are things in Ezekiel that I scratch my head about. Mm-hmm. There are things in Ezekiel that make me want to shut the Bible because this is hard to hear. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think there's a, where, where I'm going with this is some people use this almost like a, you know, a, a talisman. Like, mm-hmm. oh, if, if I just read God's, the word today, then my day's going to go okay. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, no, it's, it's not a recipe for just having a good day. Right. It's a question of, are you reorienting your heart and your mind day in and day out? And I, I recognize this, right? Because there was a mm-hmm. period of time where, I mean, I've, I haven't gotten out of a Bible reading habit for a long time, but it's been a couple of years since I've just read through the Bible in a year, just for my own edification, just for doing it myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's not a day that has gone by that I haven't been in the Lord's word mm-hmm. somehow um, in years. But I went ahead and just picked it back up to systematically read through. Mm-hmm. And I have been shocked and how many times i'm like oh i forgot about that Mm -hmm. how have i not picked up on that imagery before like i was really struck Mm -hmm. this past week with uh, the freshness of the imagery in ezekiel when he says uh the elders come and they sit before him Mm -hmm. and he and uh, ezekiel has his vision and he tells him to dig through the wall as he's digging through the wall there's a door. Mm-hmm. He opens the door, and there's the elders. And the elders have all sorts of unclean things and images, and there are all sorts of idols in this dark room. Mm. He says, this is, this is what's going on in the elders' hearts. Mm. I know the idols in the hidden places of their hearts. Mm. And it was like, I had totally forgot that imagery. Mm. And this is God saying, like, I'm not going to listen to them. Right. And so I, I, I think... For myself, and if I'm any type of normal person, we forget vast amounts of the material we read. Mm-hmm. And so coming to the Lord's Word again and again and again is this constant renewal, constant refreshing, constant reminding mm-hmm. uh, that I've been having a blast yeah. <laughs> lately. Not every day. Right. There's mornings where my mind drifts off and I have to write down whatever I'm, I'm thinking about and then say, something. okay, I'm going to come back to that. I have to reread the page that I was just reading. Mm-hmm. Uh, but prioritizing what's most important. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we prioritize YouTube. Right. Yeah. You know, uh, well, I got a few minutes for that. Right. Prioritize spending time with Olivia. Mm-hmm. Every the question is, what are you investing in? Right. And I think that's what he's getting at with discipline of the mind. Here mm-hmm. is that with scripture, uh, as as we read God's word, and we become in a pattern of spiritual discipline, then. You know, it, it, it self-feeds. Mm-hmm. You know, good habits feed good habits. Right. Bad habits feed bad habits. Yeah. Uh, and so he, he, after he quotes Psalm 119, uh, huge acrostic for the Lord's word, um, what's he want us to remember? Uh, he talks about how you cannot be profoundly influenced by that which you do not know, <laughs> which is maybe stating the obvious, but it's true. Um you can't, you know, talk about, you know, the Lord's word is, you know, profitable for instruction, correction, reproof, and, or got that wrong, but instruction and in righteousness that the man of God may complete. And, you know, God's word is honey. Okay. It's one thing to know that. Then it's like, okay, go, go read it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, you know, the water's there. Go drink. Mm. Um, you know, the bread of life is there. Go eat. And um, I think like you're talking about, not just 
cherry picking God's word because it can be you can be influenced by one part of God's word and be missing out on 90% of God's word mm. and you're not knowing the 90% of God's word but coming to the whole counsel of God and yeah. and being enriched by it challenged by it convicted by it yeah I love it right the way to a Christian mind is through God's word yeah <laughs> uh, you know I um, I really just appreciate his bluntness sometimes mm-hmm. you know you, just like he was blunt before, you can't have a Christian mind if you're just watching uh, television all day. Mm-hmm. In our generation, you can't have a Christian mind if all you're doing is watching TikTok all day. Right. Um, so what do you do? Mm-hmm. How how are you renewed in mm-hmm. your mind? Well, we, we go to the Word. We're washed in the Word. We're instructed by the Word. We're corrected by the Word. We're mm-hmm. uh, reproved by the Word. We're trained by the Word. And so... Uh, if we want to have a Christian mind, we go to the Word. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he warns us against uh, <laughs> my practice, I guess. <laughs> now, it doesn't warn us against my practice, but uh, what's, what's he warn in that paragraph after that? Uh, he talks about being aware of Bible reading legalism. Um, <laughs> that, you know, if oh, I read the Bible every year, check, good, good Christian. Or kind of like you were talking about, you know, well, I had my dose of the Bible today. You know, it's a good day. And you know, in some sense, I understand what people mean by that. There, it's not saying that there's not benefit in reading God's word every day or reading through the Bible every day. Um, but I was I was reading another book about elders, and it talked about you know immersing yourself in God's word mm. um, day in, day out, hour by hour, any free time, just get into God's word. But then after that, it talked about be mastered by God's word, mm. right? Yeah. Uh, you can take in as much as you want. And if you're just taking it in for the taking in and it's not doing anything in between those years, you know, um, not sinking down in your heart and bearing fruit. Are you really doing much for your soul? Yeah. Um, so I think, I think what he talked about earlier, being influenced by God's word, not just Mm -hmm. being like, okay, I have to read God's word today. It's my quiet time. Check done. You know, I got through the Bible this year. Check done. Oh, I know all the books of the Bible, whatever. Like, no, like, do you know God's word? Yep. Is it taking root in your heart and is it bearing fruit and changing? Exactly. Yeah. You know, is it living and active sharper than any two edged sword? Is it convicting you? Is right. it teaching you? Is it repro- reproving you? Is it correcting you? Right. Is it building you up in, so that you could do the righteous deeds that God's called you to do? Right. Uh, you know, uh, one, one of the dangers actually that uh, seminary students have is this. Mm. Right. Uh, and this is a huge problem at seminary is students will come into seminary and they'll have read quite a bit of God's word. Mm. And then what happens often at seminary is they start reading about God's word Mm -hmm. and then they lose some seminary students really do lose the ability to be under the word Mm. because they're so busy reading about it, studying over it. So, so instead of the word mastering (laughs) them, Right. They end up feeling like they've mastered the word. Right. It's kind of like, you know, I could memorize every declension in the world and I could parse every single participle in the New Testament, but if it doesn't change my affections, I am no better mm-hmm. than the heathen who hates it. Right. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, this Bible legalism, right? Uh, I, I regularly tell people who are starting their Bible reading plans, just pick a, pick a book like Mark. It's quick moving. Choose one one story and read that story. Not the whole chapter, just you know, heading to heading. Mm-hmm. I was just talking to a guy about this the other week with uh, his family devotions. He really wanted to start doing family worship with his children and having them be meaningful. And so I was just telling him, you know, go pericope, or pericope by pericope. You know, one story to another story. And then stop and ask yourselves you know, different questions about it and, and ask your kids, interact with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and see how well that sticks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was really encouraged. He got a hold of me. We, we went out to lunch a couple weeks later. Uh, and he was like, this has been great. Like as yeah. soon as I got rid of this idea that I had to read a chapter every time. Yeah. But we just know we're going to deal with one complete unit of thought. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about that. And then if, if it's five verses, it's five verses. If it's half a chapter, it's half a chapter. If it's a full chapter, it's a full chapter. But right. it's easier because you know that this is one unit of thought right um 
and so I, I agree with him on this. Um, on our website, every year we publish, you know, a couple dozen uh, different Bible reading plans, mm-hmm. and I just just read one. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're the type of person that you, uh, there's one reading plan we we've linked on there, uh, Professor Someone's reading plan, and it's not even. Like it's literally you read eight different parts of the Bible a day mm-hmm. and you just read one chapter in those eight different parts and you do that. I did that for a couple of months and I was like, wow, that's great. But it was like, I don't have that much time mm-hmm. to devote to this. Um, there's a lot of other reading I need to do and a lot of other work. Um, that's not poo-pooing on anybody doing it. Mm-hmm. That's probably poo-pooing on myself. Um, but I, I think he's wise to just say, don't be legal about it uh legalistic about it um what do you think about the uh the uh listening to the scriptures part yeah do you think that's do you think that's legit yeah i don't know i i like doing that (laughs) uh especially so i've been there's a a guy at school who spent a few years in Ecuador mm-hmm. and uh he's fluently bilingual and I used to be fairly bilingual in Spanish and he's kind of provoked me to to get back into Spanish mm-hmm. like, well you know I learn all day I read all day I really just get home and have a headache and I really don't want to just like learn more it's like what can I do that I'm already doing just do it in Spanish it's like, well duh I could get back into God's word in Spanish because oh, I used to awesome. read God I used to read the Bible in Spanish yeah, yeah. so um, part of just not only he, not only soaking up God's word, but just actually learning the language again. Mm. I've I've found a Spanish translation and just listened to it by audio to get the pronunciation back and just the flow back in. Mm-hmm. The, um, so that's been helpful to me. Yeah, um, in that. But no, um, listening to God's word is great, especially when you're doing something else. I think it's one way. I mean, we're supposed to do this for our children, right? Mm-hmm. Tell them it while they're walking. You know, that's not them reading and running into a brick wall that's you telling it to them right? yeah. yeah exactly yeah well one of my favorite things to do uh is in the summertime when i have a lot of time on the lawnmower is i'll actually just put on my audio bible on my earbuds yep and i'll listen to it i especially like to do that when i'm about to start a preaching series yeah because uh, then i'll listen to the whole book multiple times yeah and just listen cover to cover or sorry you know beginning to end of the book again and again and again so i'm kind of being confronted about nuances mm-hmm. and i'm just soaking in. there's a guy in our congregation uh who works by himself and so uh he's not allowed to bring in any other materials it's a very uh tedious job uh and but he's allowed to have his audio bible mm-hmm. and so he listens to the bible about three times a year yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, cover to cover, Genesis to Revelation, he listens to it. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. <laughs> when he gets to work, he presses play and it plays over the speakers in his in his office. And that's what, that's what he does. Yeah. And, uh, like when I first met him, I was like, oh, that's interesting. Cause I was asking him about his Bible reading time. He's like, well, I listened to the Bible. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Uh-huh. And then so I started talking about it. He's like, no, no, that's, that's my devotions. I do it while I'm at work. I listen to the Bible three times a year. Wow. And I was like, that's really cool, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, or even just, um, there's some really great resources for the word sung. Um, mm-hmm. The corner room does a really good job of mm-hmm. just like singing straight scripture, mm-hmm. um, word for word out of the ESV. Uh, a Psalter project is one I really like mm-hmm. where they just, they just sing actual god's word and like i'll do that when i'm running just like you know put it in it's like well i'm gonna do something i need something to listen to it um so yeah it's it's another way to just surround ourselves in god's word and be immersed in it um especially that can open up new time slots in our day where otherwise we might not be in Mm -hmm. god's word yeah and and i think it's helpful as well to remember that uh when the both the old testament and the new testament were written yeah people were were literate um but there were portions of the church that were illiterate right and so you know uh hearing the word mm-hmm. you know when paul wrote a letter to the church he said make sure this one's also read in laodicea and by the way the letter i wrote to laodicea i want you guys to read that yeah, one as yeah, well yeah you know? and, and <laughs> show so, and tell here <laughs> yeah uh but but it's just this reality that like it you can read it's it's good hear hear it right yeah. um 
Uh, so he talks about um, whatever your ability, you must read and study God's word. Um, McShane's uh, calendar for Bible reading is really good. Through the Bible is really good. Topical guide to daily devotional Bible, really good. Uh, the Bible on audio cassette. <laughs> That's I, I how old mine is. On the way down, just to refresh, and I was like. Audio cassette, huh? <laughs> Mine yeah. says the U version app. I was yeah, like, okay, that's a little bit more twenty twenty two. Yeah, get the get the U version app, or I think it's just like Bi- the Bible app or something now. Yeah, uh, and just press play. It, it, how amazing is that now? Like you, if you get a smartphone, yeah, you can press play. Um, you know, I was thinking about this today. Um, this is kind of a rabbit trail. Uh, I was on the phone with one of my friends in India today. Um, just so encouraged by him. Uh, he's been suffering some persecution lately. A mm. um, group of uh, Hindus about four kilometers from his house uh, assaulted him and attacked him and mm. uh, threatened if he didn't stop preaching to Hindus and continuing to uh, seek Hindus to convert, uh, they'd break his legs and eventually kill him. Mm. Um, and as I was talking to him, you know, he was he was just saying how... Uh, you know, sometimes he weeps over mm. these things and he struggles with it. And then he was saying, um, but Brian, Jesus has told me to pick up my cross and follow him. Mm. And I was thinking, there's someone who has internalized God's word mm. like as, as he's literally, his life is being threatened. Mm. Wow. It's, a, it's where does he find a rock to stand on? Mm-hmm. It's because he reads God's word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I was just so so encouraged by this young guy. I mean, he's like ten years younger than me, and mm. he's he's about your age, and mm. uh, he's just like, keep going, man. I'm mm. so sorry. I'm gonna pray for you, mm. but yeah. Uh, and so uh, it's it's not just this esoteric thing, you right. know, but having God's word in you is what gives you this foundation for thinking about, is this still worth it? Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's a book uh, called The Insanity of God. Uh, forget the guy's name right now who wrote it, um, but he essentially talks about going and interviewing a whole bunch of persecuted people in China. Mm. Um, and he asked them, you know, all these different questions about being under persecution. And as he's talking to them, uh, there are people who are essentially, if you were persecuted and you came out, you were like a leader in the church, you know, like right away because you, you were, you know, suffered persecution. So, so you must be holy, you know? Okay. And and so he starts interviewing these people and what he comes to find out is many of them say, I really shouldn't be an elder. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, they made me an elder because I went to prison, um, but I wasn't. I didn't have much in prison. I, I just was there. Mm. But he started interviewing others who had gone to prison, and he he started to notice something. It was how much of God's word they had read before they went into prison mm. that determined how faithful they were, both in prison and how effective they were as elders when they got out of prison. Mm-hmm. And so uh, he was saying that in uh, amongst many of these church leaders in China, uh, they would talk about uh, the word has to be in you before you go into jail. Mm. And so, you know, like, yeah. it's it's got to be in your heart because when you're in there, you don't have your Bible. Right. It says it's, it's only what you went in there with. Right. I just thought, man, and here we are, and I've got a whole shelf of Bibles there. And there's a whole bunch out in the living room mm. and I could open up my laptop or open up my smartphone. Well, I don't have a smartphone anymore, but I, I can open, I can open up all sorts of resources and have a ton right. of Bibles. Um, just kind of has made me mm-hmm. more like thankful yeah. <laughs> talking to these persecuted Christians. Like, man, we are so blessed mm-hmm. in so many ways, mm-hmm. um, but he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to, he just stop with the Bible. Uh, the Bible is obviously first primary and foundational, um, but what does he go on from there? Yeah, reading good books, <laughs> Christian literature. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, we can um, we can just summarize a few things with this. Um, 
talk he talks he's talking to Dennis Prager and what does uh Dennis Prager point out? He's a he's a Jew. Mm-hmm. And not even a, a messianic Jew, I don't think. Mm-mm. Uh he's like I he says, I have bookcases of Christian books and I'm a Jew. Why do I have more Christian books than 98% of the Christians in America? <laughs> yeah. It's a sad uh, criticism yeah. there. Um, I think Ben Shapiro, you know, could say the same thing. Yeah. And, and so we're, I don't think much has changed. No. Uh, and so... Uh, he says, men to deny ourselves the wealth of the accumulated saints of the centuries is to consciously embrace spiritual anorexia. Mm-hmm. Uh, interestingly enough, um, he talks, he then gives a list of different good books uh, that he, he gives. Uh, again, my, my version is Dated, I'm sure as you listened to the audio version of it. Yeah. Um what, what, what app there. yeah, what app did you listen to it on? Did oh wait, what are you talking about now? So you, you said you listened to the to this chapter on your way down? Oh, uh, Hoopla. Yeah. Yeah. He, Hoopla wasn't even around <laughs> yeah. in my edition yeah. of the book. Yeah. Yeah. So there's Audible, there's Hoopla, there's Christian radio or Christian audio, there's all sorts of yeah. free and paid yeah. Christian ways to get christian books right um so read two or three books a year is what he's suggesting mm-hmm. and uh what are some of the books that he's recommending i think this list is a slightly different than what you have just because he interviewed some di- some more current folks oh okay um he's got institutes of the christian religion by john calvin your christianity c.s lewis j.i packers knowing god pilgrim's progress by john bunyan and then a few um, more secular works, I believe. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Well, I thought that uh, while those things are helpful, he, by the way, he lists, does yours come with the appendix with all the people's answers? It might. Um, it was fun to yeah. read through some of those. Um, it does, actually. Let's go, let's just talk about in our lives. I thought this would be fun. Um, what are the Christian books or books in general that God has used formationally in your life? Um, I think the one that God used to save me, actually. Um, I mean, God uses his word to save, but uh, my mom had gotten me a, a book by Joel Beakey. Mm. Uh, on the cure for backsliding and it sat on my shelf for a while. Um, but was provoked to read it at a time where I was questioning a lot of things and Mm. I'm like, God, I don't know if I'm backsliding. I don't know if I know you at all. Mm. Um, and I don't know, it's not that thick of a book and I Mm. read it cover to cover less than like 12 (laughs) hours Nice, and got to the end of it and just on my knees. Mm just convicted um, of, of sin uh, before God. And so that, I mean, that one really stands out to me. Um, just an, And I don't, you know, I don't know if there's anything really that special about the book today, but um, God used it and mm-hmm. praise God for that. Um, I also found, um, I really like Robert Murray McShane. Okay. Uh, reading through his uh, sermons on Hebrews. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know if he was a very, his, he was, he was characterized by very short preaching or if the transcripts we have are just an abridged version, but his <laughs> okay. sermons on Hebrews are very short. Hmm. Um, what we have in writing. Maybe that's why he was so popular. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can get out of here. No. Um, but it was really nice food for thought, especially on Lord's day afternoons mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, it's, it's pastoral material. So it's not like heavy intellectual lifting. Mm-hmm. It's devotional and it's brief and it's just very Christ centered and mm-hmm. Christ exalting. I really, really benefited from that. Um, I like, yeah, reading the Puritans, uh, John Bunyan wrote a book, um, all loves excelling. Hmm. Uh, I don't think I've ever heard this. You're, you're giving me all sorts of new books here, man. This is great. Yeah. Oh, it's just a, he spends the entire, I guess it's not a big book. It's one of those Puritan paperbacks. I think, um, he spends the whole book just meditating on Ephesians three, um, where Paul prays that you would know the love of Christ that passes 
knowledge and mm-hmm. its height and depth and breadth and length. And he just <laughs> meditates and soaks in what is the love of Christ, mm-hmm. you know, and, and how does it pass knowledge and how does it have height and depth? That I don't know. Just I I appreciate more devotional, meditational okay. uh, reading personally. Yeah. Every great. now and then I can get into I don't know. Even then, I don't think I've read necessarily like a systematic theology book in a hot, hot minute. (laughs) Sometimes when I really want to learn about an issue, I'll read it, but it's not as enjoyable, intellectually Mm -hmm, enjoyable. mm -hmm. Yeah, It's intellectually enjoyable in the fact that I get to wrestle with, okay, what do I think about this? And then come to a conclusion. But for my own soul benefit, I'd like some of those meditational um, works. But yeah, what about you? Oh, boy. I was gonna say we're we're surrounded by um, your bookwormness. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, that's that's a good question. You know, um, one that I'm rereading right now, "Knowing God" by mm. J.A. Packer, uh, that had a huge influence on my life. The one we're working through right now, "Disciplines of a Godly Man," mm. uh, was one of the first books I read as a Christian. Had a huge impact on my life. Um, I've spent lots of time with Calvin and his institutes. Mm. Uh, that's been very helpful. Um, there's a book uh, that is on my top five now. That's uh, I didn't know if my top five would change, but mm-hmm. uh, "What's a Girl Worth" by yeah. Rachel Den Hollander. Yeah. Uh, part of that is just what's going on in in, uh, in my family falling apart. That is very insightful, mm. uh, helpful book. Uh, Augustine's uh, Confessions is another one that um, here. Uh, that that's been a big one um the holiness of god another one uh and then charnick's existence and attributes of god Mm. just just looking around the room uh you know what books i pull off when i'm uh uh, but another early one that i read um i know some reformed people aren't so happy about this but uh wayne grudem's systematic theology Mm. um you know i read this book and I went to a, a Borders uh, bookstore in Virginia. Mm-hmm. I just happened to be in the mall for some reason, and I was went to the Christian section. And I was like, I'm, I'm gonna find a find a, like a good Christian book, right? You know, um, and I knew I I knew nothing about Wayne Grudem, right? It just was the thickest Christian book there, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so I started thumbing through it, and I was like, oh, okay, like this guy seems like he's like believes the Bible and stuff. Like I had no theological grid work to like really evaluate by uh and so i I remember i'd go to starbucks and i would sit there this is probably for a good three weeks and i'd just sit there and i'd, I'd read through root of systematic theology and that's actually the first time i read the westminster confession of faith mm. and the shorter catechism was in grudem's systematic theology really? okay yeah uh so it's it's at the back and i just oh. read through it and i was like this is this is rich. Like this is really great. So I can't say I read every single page of Grudem. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Lord really used that in, in my life to kind of give me a broad evangelical, like systematic framework sure. to build off of that. Yeah. I was totally lacking in my life. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I'd probably say that those are the big ones. If we were to talk about history stuff, that'd be a whole different yeah. uh, ballpark, but I, I would annoy people with different just name-dropping <laughs> books. Um, but I would I would especially say, um, like I said, uh, Knowing God, Charnick's Existence and Attributes of God. Um, actually, I take that back. It's not the holiness of God that, that knocked me on my butt, um, but should be right next to that. One shelf up, uh, the truths we confess by R.C. Sproul. My pastor gave that to me, mm. uh, and in that, as I was working through it on a Lord's Day afternoon, um, I remember it's basically a rewriting of the holiness of God when He's mm. in the first couple of chapters talking about who God is, um, and I remember being so overwhelmed mm. with the majesty of God that I, my only thing I could do was get on my knees and just worship God hmm. in my apartment by myself, the sunshine f- coming in the window, middle of the summer, hmm. middle of the day on a Sunday afternoon, just weeping. <laughs> How majestic is our God, you know? Hmm. Um, so Lord used each of these books in different ways. You know, Augustine gave me words to realize 
it wasn't just me. Mm-hmm. You know, much of uh, my waywardness was, you know, the, someone else had experienced. Mm. Um, you know, uh, Packer gave me a framework to understand who God is. Uh, Charnik gave me depth mm. to understand, especially in natural revelation, how everything declares his glory and, and how the attributes of God are just everywhere in the scriptures. Mm. And then Calvin uh, writes in his institutes in a way that's very antiquated mm-hmm. because he's dealing with issues from the 16th century. Um, but yet, uh, in some areas it's polemic, mm-hmm. in some areas it's very pastoral, in some areas it's very exegetical. Uh, and so seeing him work through issues systematically, work through those. Um, I, I'd say those, in different ways, the Lord used those books. And Rachel and Dead Hollander's book, um, just really getting at the heart of a very, very important topic mm-hmm. right now. And I think hers especially upholding at the core of it, uh, you know, the Imago Dei and the dignity that we have as human beings mm-hmm. and how... Uh, we must protect especially the smallest of children mm-hmm. um so all those books in different ways uh, yeah and then this one yeah challenging me to start reading these books <laughs> yeah um there's some things that i'm i'm excited to continue talking about in this chat or in this book um because there are some things that i think he actually steered me wrong mm-hmm. uh areas now that i would maybe tame it back a little bit sure. as uh, as the lord has um, worked in my heart, but uh, I really thinking back. There's so much of this book that the Lord used as a, in a pivotal time in my life. Uh, the Arkin Hughes uh, disciplines of a godly man. Uh, he's the one who kind of sowed these seeds for. Hmm. Don't be an intellectual bum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, don't be uh, the scandal of the evangelical mind. Mm-hmm. Go read a book. Yeah. So and and make sure you read the book of books. Right. So, right. Dude, that was a huge question. You, you shouldn't come into a nerd's office and say, <laughs> "What? Was, tell me some of the books you were like." <laughs> no, that's helpful. I don't know. I feel like I this has challenged me to read. I I with as much reading as I've had to do for schooling the last mm-hmm. several years. I just haven't had a lot of motivation and interest mm-hmm. in reading outside of that. And can, this can, chapters provoked me to to read more and and what you know i only have so much time to read yeah so what am i going to read and i've tried to you know just pick up a you know read a chapter here a chapter there yeah. so some of those titles you dropped are worth worth reading yeah a book that i'm really enjoying right now uh tim challey's seasons of sorrow uh, yeah, the pain and loss yeah. and comfort of god yeah um, uh, challey's son died when he was 20 years old suddenly mm. in 2020 uh, and he's writing through his sorrow. Hmm. So he's a writer. And so in, in many ways, he's very unguarded as he's writing. Because hmm. uh, it's, it's literally, as he's going through it, his thoughts of sorrow and grief and hope and pleading with God hmm. and fear and comfort. Um, really powerful book. I was sitting on the couch the other day reading that. And I was just weeping. Hmm. Uh, and Ellie, you know, almost five-year-old, she comes up. She goes, it's okay, Daddy. I Aww. love you. <laughs> and I was just like, uh. so I just put the book down. And I just I just snuggled with Ellie for a little bit. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just going to enjoy this child that God's given me, that she saw me weeping. She doesn't know why I'm weeping, mm. but she just wants to come up and, and comfort Dad. <laughs> I was like, um, Lord, I'll take that gift. Hmm. Uh so I, I I would suggest this book. Yeah, uh, I haven't read through all of it yet. I suggested it to the congregation in the email we sent out. Yeah, um, but uh, it's it's a profitable book. Mm. Profitable book for anybody struggling with sorrow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, what what do you think about final thoughts? What are your final thoughts on uh, discipline of the mind? I think as men, God has gifted us to be more resolute by nature. Mm. We can really devote ourselves to what we're most interested in. And usually mm. that's work in our, the American culture has narrated that to be work and only work many times. Mm. 
and or hobby or or hobby or laziness mm-hmm. you, you know lazy hobbies and i think arkant hughes is really calling us to arms here mm-hmm. with our minds yeah. um, and because as men we can be very disciplined in external things you know going to work excelling at work doing a hobby excelling at the hobby and we neglect our minds mm-hmm. and if you look at how especially husbands and fathers sin gets wreaked upon the home is usually through sins of the mind mm. um, and so i think especially as men as we live in an age that vies for our mind mm-hmm. it's, a, mm-hmm. it's a battle for your mind <laughs> uh, if you know if we only just don't fill our mind with evil things or with unprofitable things and that's all we do you know we're leaving a, a vacuum that's mm. it's you know like for something to come back in worse than before and proactively filling our minds with what is good and honorable and lovely and of good report coming learning of god Mm -hmm. what it is to truly be a man of god Mm -hmm. uh, training our mind to be a godly mind so that we can actually be godly men um, i think is is a really radical call um, and an aggressive call it takes a lot of work (laughs) because it's a split second like training training your mind right Mm -hmm. that's what what scripture does is training your mind and, yeah. um, day in and day out discipline but if it doesn't start there where else is it going to start so yeah good stuff man yeah you want to close this in prayer sure lord we thank you for your word uh, you have not just left us alone uh, but you have revealed yourself to us in glory and majesty um, and in beauty and lord we thank you that we can read your bible in our language lord so many people in the world don't even have that mm-hmm. opportunity lord we get to read christian books lord we're surrounded by christian books in this room and so many people have nothing but the bible with that and lord we are blessed um but lord we um, are lazy by nature lord we don't um, love your word as we ought and so we just ask for help as, as fathers as husbands lord as men of god to be in your word to come daily with discipline but lord with eagerness Um, to hear what you have to say, to be encouraged, to be built up, to be convicted. And Lord, that your word would not just be something that passes in one ear and out the other, but that it would take root, um, that it would uh, encourage, build up, convict, rebuke, or revive our souls. Mm -hmm. And most of all, point us to the glory of the gospel through Jesus Christ. Mm. Lord, you are worthy to be praised. And we just worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, thanks so much for listening to the, the, uh, what do we call this? The student the podcast. student podcast. <laughs> dun, dun, <All> right. dun. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the student podcast. Feel free to go over to the website sharonrpc.org backslash student and find more information and other shows. Also, don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate it. Have a great day.